Hello and welcome to Inside Music, episode number 48. I'm your host, James Shotwell, and on this episode, we have a very special guest. After many requests, Brandon Pagano of Handguns is back on Inside Music. Yes, I know, hold your applause, no one can hear it. But Brandon Pagano is back on the show, and it's very exciting because his band, Handguns, are releasing their new album, Disenchanted, this Friday, November 13th, through Pure Noise Records. I do not say this lightly, but I wholeheartedly believe Disenchanted to be one of the best alternative albums of the year. And as soon as I heard it, I knew that the time had come to welcome Brandon back onto the show. He and I discussed the creation of the album, the themes behind it, the things that the band hopes to accomplish once it's out into the world. And we also spend just a little bit of time talking about the current state of pop punk. Neither Brandon nor I are that crazy about talking about pop punk in a public forum, mostly because... The genre itself has become such an all-encompassing brand, if you will, that people slap on music of all varieties, you know, very pop-leaning bands, very punk-heavy bands. Everyone that has something catchy in their song is basically a pop-punk band these days. And so we don't like to talk about it too much, but we do dig in just a little bit to discuss Handgun's place in the hierarchy of the genre and how things have kind of transformed over the last few years. It's a really good chat, and I think anyone who likes handguns or likes listening to Brandon and I talk nonsense to one another will enjoy it. Before we get to the episode, however, I do need to tell you that our sponsor this week is Holix, the internet's leading digital promotional distribution company. Whether you're looking to get your music in front of the press or you need a little help fighting piracy, which who doesn't? Holix has the tools you need. For more information on Holix and access to a free 30-day trial, visit holix.com. That's H-A-U-L-I-X.com. I also want to tell you to check out the Holix Company blog, which is where this podcast is hosted. That can be found at holixdaily.com. Again, that's H-A-U-L-I-X-daily.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter. I can't emphasize this enough. We've had some really great conversations spark over Twitter, and that's usually the place I look when trying to figure out who to ask to come on the show next. I do have a few guests scheduled for the weeks ahead. I don't know who's going to be episode number 50 yet, so if you wanted to tell me who you think it should be, you could tweet at us, and that way you do that is by reaching out to at Inside Music Pod, at Inside Music P-O-D. Find us on Twitter, follow us, and you will be the first to know of any developments regarding future broadcasts. Broadcasts? Podcasts. I don't know why I said that. So yes, check out Holix, check out Holix Daily, find Inside Music on Twitter, and above all else, buy the new Handguns album, Disenchanted. It comes out this Friday, November 13th, through Pure Noise Records. If you need to hear the album before you buy it, go to Substream Magazine's website. They have the exclusive premiere of the album. You can stream all the tracks. I recommend starting with Conjuring My Youth or Missed Calls, but you do need to hear the entire record front to back. You will not believe how good this band has gotten. So I'm going to play a little bit from the album, which Brandon himself chose, as you will hear within the episode, and then we'll get to the chat. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Well, I won't see you. You know what I mean. Okay, let's get to the show. Dude, I'm best friends with the band. I don't want to talk about all your Guitar Center to go to a Starbucks and hang for this for the podcast and just chilling. Oh. Getting ready for a first day tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw your Instagram photo. It looks like you guys are having a good time. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, we uh, we actually prepared for the first time. I feel like for a tour, so we're <laughs> actually about to hit the road. What what does that good. entail for you preparing for tour? Um, I don't know. It's just a lot of making sure like we're just like we've we've been notorious for being kind of unorganized sometimes but like we uh you know packed the trailer for the first time like in a very organized manner and like just made sure we had everything before we left and bought all these extra things to make sure we stayed clean on the road and stuff and just coming off of like a a very nasty hot warped tour we just wanted to be as comfortable as we could (laughs) so 
That makes a lot of sense, man. Especially heading into the fall yeah. and winter, it's gonna be it's gonna be you're up for anything in the next couple of weeks. And that's the whole thing, and then to consider like the change in temperatures on this tour, like we're touring in like a weird time, so it's like it's gonna be hot for like three weeks of the tour, and then it's gonna be really cold for another two weeks of the tour. So gotta pack accordingly. Yeah, you guys are in Boston tonight, and then uh, where do you go from here? Um, we go to Poughkeepsie, and then from Poughkeepsie we play I think it's Buffalo. Or we move out. We start heading out towards the Midwest and, and cross up north, and then come back down through uh, California and up through the south. But it's a it's a full U.S. and five weeks long. So damn, that is going to be a, that's going to be a long. But at least you'll be in the like a warm place for like most of it. Yeah, it's cool actually because. We don't usually tour this late into the wintertime. We're usually not out late in December. But if we are, I'd much rather be in the warm weather, and that's kind of how this tour is routed, so I'm not going to complain about it, <laughs> you know? Definitely. And have you guys actually – have you guys toured with Rome before? Uh, no, we've actually we, – we met them briefly at a show they played in Baltimore. But um, before this, we never really met them too, like, formally or anything, and – we had heard about their band a bunch because when they signed to Hopeless, we heard about them or whatever. And we had a bunch of mutual friends like within other bands and stuff that it, we always just spoke well of each other. And, you know, the torch kind of came together while we were on work. You got hit up by Rome for the offer and we took it and we thought it was a good idea. We knew we liked the guys, we liked the music, so it made sense. Yeah, I feel like that band is like ramping up to have like a really big 2016. Yeah, yeah, it looks like, you know, they're they're going to drop their record and they're, they're doing really well. They're getting great, great shows out over in the UK and stuff. And coming over here and touring with them is going to be great to take them out and do our first guideline with them. Yeah. So we're, we're, what is it? It's Tuesday. So we're three days away from Disenchanted coming out. Uh, obviously, you're excited. I've talked to you about it before now. You, you guys seem pretty stoked on it. Yeah. It's, we think it's probably our best. That was going to be my con- that was going to be uh that was going to be my first question actually. I was going to say like how confident are you about this material compared to when the last record came out and we chatted about that one. Well, it's it's crazy cuz like we didn't know that we uh, with life lessons I think we were just really excited to put out music for the first time as a collective unit like with this whole lineup for the first time. And uh you know whatever our effort was going to be, we were excited about it, but now we kind of held ourselves up to a higher standard and uh it was just i don't know i, I think the music just like speaks for itself when you listen to the record you can tell that it was it was more of an effort and we really really like dug in deep to try to make sure the songs were as good as they're you know as good as they could be yeah and we'll we'll chat about it in a second i do want to i do want to dig into it a little bit because we, we dug into the last one so deep i feel like we got we got to go into this one a little bit Um, but you know on on a very surface level i've already written about the record and i purposely put out what i wrote about the record early so that like you would know where i stood as we went into it it would be a little different because i I hate when i walk into an album and i have to be like i don't like just saying i like it it's like you know how i feel about it exactly yeah no it was awesome to to be able to read that you know the day we were going to stream our whole record for the first time and like we were just really excited to, to to get any positive review before the record came out and uh to hear all those like your thoughts on it kind of really match up with the way that we we try to present the record to people and it, it was really cool to just see it written out by somebody else and to see somebody else really get where we're coming from with this so you know i'm really excited to be doing this with you guys well you know it's uh, i'm grateful that you're willing to do it you know the album uh you know i hate to i hate to bring this up i, I gotta ask because i'm always curious you know you guys streamed the album on monday and i think like the internet got a hold of the album on Sunday night. So are, are you happy? Like you made it almost all the way to release before the internet got their hands on it. I mean, you pretty much, yeah, so, you pretty much got to stream it before most people probably knew it was out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the cool thing. Like the, when it, when it came out, like on the internet the night before or whatever, and, uh, which, you know, uh, albums leak all the time. We were expecting, we always expected like people are just inclined to do that nowadays. So it's just, something you you expect and hope it doesn't happen and we were lucky enough for it to just kind of blow over like you said and 
uh, you know, we kind of got to release the record on our own terms and let people hear it the way we wanted them to hear it first. So it worked out in our favor, I think. Yeah, so the album's been streaming for about a day now over at Substream. People will be able to hear this and go over to Substream and listen to the record. But what, uh, what, what have the initial impressions been like? Like, I'm sure people are tweeting at you and stuff. But beyond just like, oh my god, I love the record. Like, what, what are people saying about it? They're just—it's cool because a lot of people, when they, the reasons they're connecting to the album, just like the, the general theme of the album being like disenchantment and just like not being happy with the, the kind of shit that you're dealing with at the time. And I feel like a lot of people are at that point in their lives or, and the people who listen to our band are pretty similar to age to us, or at least, you know, a lot of the fans who've been following us for a very long time, have always been like, we're, we're a younger band. So, you know, we, we deal with these people who are around our age group and like to hear people really just connect to like the themes of the album that we were, we were trying to push and like make sure it was heard. And it's just cool to like because Life Lessons didn't have that necessarily like that theme based like album like it it wasn't like a rallying around a certain thing it was uh, more of like a collection of stories and stuff so for people to really get like the the mantra we're kind of pushing for this album like we're super confident and it. it's it's awesome it's great great feedback so far now did you have any you know. Uh... I guess, did you hesitate about doing a themed record? I mean, it's not necessarily a concept record by any means, but you guys, I mean, Handguns is a band, and plus with Life Lessons has always been a band. It's like a collection of songs about a whole bunch of different stories about like the last year in your lives or whatever. It's always kind of been like a theme. And this is this is a very much more clearly focused record. So was there any hesitation about that, or is this kind of what you've always been working towards? I think it was just like, I, I don't think that it was anything we necessarily like premeditated to put out, but like, there was no hesitation at all. Like it was just how we were feeling at the time and the things we were dealing with as a band and as individuals at the time, like it just made sense to write a record that sounded the way Disenchanted does. And it's, it, we never questioned it one time. We were trying anything we could in the studio, anything that we, we never like, just because it didn't sound like something we would usually do. We, we weren't going to not do it, you know? So it was just no hesitation with the record in any means. So it was, it was, it was really fun because we just kind of had a goal that we'd set for ourselves, like while we were writing the record that we wanted to make this kind of theme based pop punk album, kind of about the state of everything that we, you know, that we're witnessing. So it's kind of cool. When did you guys actually start uh, writing and working on this album? Cause I don't know that when we talked, you had that much down for the new record yet. So like, it's, it's only been in the last, like this half of the year, the last six months, <laughs> Um, right. so when, when did you guys like sit down and start working on this? Cause you've had a very busy year. So I'm surprised when you find time to work on this. Um, it was right, right after we had came off of a tour with four year strong comeback kid, uh, expiring heart to heart. We had taken two months off, two and a half months off to write and record, you know, pre-production and demo songs for, for the album. And we had kind of come up with the idea of doing a follow-up to Life Lessons pretty early after the release of Life Lessons, just because we we kind of saw, I don't know, we, we saw the record as something that we were really proud of, but we, we wanted it to do better. And, and we wanted to push ourselves a little bit harder with our songwriting ability and just like stay busy in between touring in general and just keep writing music. And this block of time kind of just came up to us and we decided this would be the perfect time to do a record. So we, we took the time to write and record for two and a half months. And then I believe it was in June, we, we flew over to uh, North Hollywood, California to record with Kyle Black for five weeks. And that was recording five weeks straight. We had three days off in the entire process. So, you know, it was the, the record came together pretty quick compared to Life Lessons too, which was cool because Life Lessons was written in between tours and here and there and, and Disenchanted was kind of all put together in a matter of a few months. So pretty different for us, but it was, it was definitely cool. When does, the, when does the idea for the album cover come up? Because it's definitely one of the more striking covers of the year, I think. Oh, thank you, man. Like, it was cool. The, the album cover was cool. We came up with that on Warped Tour while we were it was after we had recorded the album. Uh, we were pretty pressed on time because with it, with the way vinyl is now and, you know, getting things out to the press, pressing plants at time and all the artwork, 
together and stuff like the, the vinyl turnaround is just horrible. So we had a deadline and we, we were stressing out, like we had no idea what we were going to do. And we decided to just kind of keep the whole process internal. We had this idea of having the, you know, the, the road on fire for a while. And we, we just kind of, we called a friend who was a photographer. It wasn't like anybody well-known or was anybody big, but like she's been working with us since day one. So we called her and asked her to do the artwork and she was super stoked and, I think it came out great. It was a, a good representation of what we wanted. Definitely, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, let's so let's let's dive into it. Let's. I guess we'll start with the obvious thing. Which one of you is the giant Little Miss Sunshine fan? Uh, I, that would be Taylor. Taylor is the biggest Little Miss Sunshine fan of the band, but we all like the movie. I'm yeah, pretty sure we've all seen it. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 so it's such a it's a fitting pull at the very start of the album but i was like interesting because it's been a couple of years like that used to be a thing in a lot of albums that they would use like sound bites and i always love that right. i love that approach and so i was curious like oh you're leading it off this way okay <laughs> yeah it it's cool like you said like a lot of the bands that we used to listen to used to use like sound watch it like before their songs and stuff like all that it's just like drawing influence from that kind of stuff. Like you said, it's, it's cool. We thought it sounded cool and it, it, the quote itself like fit the album a lot. So it just kind of worked out perfectly. It was funny because we were all just chilling out in like the van one night, parked outside of like a hotel and Taylor just like busts into the van, plugs the aux cord in. It's just like, this is going to be the fucking intro to the album. We heard it and we were like, this is perfect. So yeah, let's, well, worked out. I guess we should backtrack and talk about the influences, but you and I have talked about them a little bit over like Twitter. You mentioned uh, Sum 41's Does This Look Infected was a record you guys listened to a lot. And I was going to mention this, but I feel like the album seems influenced by like that era of like the mid aughts pop punk and just what was happening in music at that time. There's a lot of the ways the verses flow reminds me of some of those records, not just that some 41 record, but the style, the way the, the songs flow and stuff melody wise reminds me of that. So what is it about that period? I guess that draws you in. And is that where you think the most, of the influence came from was the, that kind of part of point in music. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think, I think, yeah, you pretty much nailed it, man. Like the, the early, early 2000s, like that's the kind of stuff that we all can like relate to. Like we all listen to a lot of different kinds of music and like all the different tastes and like we're very different people. But when, it, when you put something like that on in the van, like everybody agrees on it. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of music that we all really want to, want to, want to make and like, you know, take the best out of. And it's like, you know, we just, that's just what made us want to pick up instruments in the first place. So I think that's why we try to like pay homage to like that kind of music so much. And I think this record really, like we were really able to, with Kyle Black's help, our engineer producer, like dude, the master and like with, with his help, we were able to really like nail the parts, like make, make it sound like a record that, that came out around that time. Yeah, there is a, there's like, a, I don't want to use the term high gloss, but that was kind of like a thing. And it does remind me production wise of that. And I love the looseness of the record too, because there's that intro. And then uh, there's, oh, is it Low Spirits where you, that has like the weird vocal intro to it? The woes and yeah, stuff? Yeah. Uh, uh, the one with the woes is Disenchanted. Disenchanted, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Final track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final track, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. Mm, yeah, that was the second single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, my favorite song on the record is, uh, I don't know, man, I go back and forth. I think it's Missed Calls. I don't know why, but I love the hook. That hook just That's grabs cool. me. Yeah, yeah, we, that was like a, that was definitely like a chorus every song that we were, we, we, that song was actually written by our bass player CJ in the other room with our engineering producer, like, just like, they had some free time and like somebody was recording something else and they just came back and that song was pretty much written. And we, you know, I, we all re-recorded the guitar parts and stuff and, like, did our own things with it. But, like, the way it came out was just, like, perfect. Like, he, we never really had a song that he had just written by himself. And, like, I think that that song kind of stands out as, like, a, a like a poppier kind of It is. It is a little approach. poppier. Yeah, exactly. I, I like the vibe of it a lot. I, I like the verses a lot. I like the chorus a lot. And the bridge is, I think, one of my favorite moments on the album, too. So that's, that's sick. I like that song. <laughs> I, well, you know, I think it's interesting. I'm a real big fan of, like, I. a lot of people judge a record, I think, on, like, the first half of the album, and I've always gotten into, like, I like the back half, because I feel like the back half of the track listing is usually more interesting. The front half is usually, like, the surefire things, like, people are going to like this, it's going right. to be catchy. Back half, we get a little bit more, like, experimental and try, and I think the last three songs on the record are probably my favorite three songs on the album. <laughs> Dude, I, f- I feel that. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I, we, like, it's hard for me to pick, but, like, 
there's definitely songs that I like for different reasons, and I, I like the reasonings for liking the last two songs on the album, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, no, I those get Those songs mean a lot, you know? Yeah, and they, so. they're, I think they really address, I guess, it's not necessarily a callback to Life Lessons, but when you listen to Life Lessons, you really get this idea of like people trying to like wrap their head around what they've been through and how it's helped them grow. And I feel like Conjuring, in my, Conjuring my Youth is kind of almost a callback to that in a way, where it's like, right. where is the person that yeah. wrote the last album? Because that's not who I am. Absolutely. Anymore. It's cool. I like that song a lot. I like that song because it's like one of the slower kind of songs on the album. It, 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 it doesn't have like a punky, you know, going through it the whole time. It, it, it takes... It takes like a nice like break from that, and then it busts it out again like in the song right after it. So I think that that song is super cool. It plays well on the album too. I think the one people are going to talk about obviously is Carbon Copy Elitist. That's going to be that's going to be that's your <laughs> that's your tweet rage amazingness. Um, yeah, I hope so, man. That's where does where does that come it. from? I, I mean, I get just, where it comes from, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like we, we like. I mean, Hanga just had, had skits in their songs before, and, like, skits are cool in general. Like, I don't know, it, it just fit. Like, we were joking around one day, and, like, just in the vocal booth, it was, like, CJ and Taylor just messing around, and, like, they came up with, like, the skit. We had to edit it up and put it at the beginning of the song, because the song is what it is, you know? It's, like, a fast, like, pissed-off punk song. So it just, it was funny, and it, we think it made sense, and it makes everybody in the band laugh, so... It, it, it makes me laugh. You, know, what I think of when I when it plays, I think of that a fireworks song. Uh, I support same sex marriage, where it's just like a quick angry yeah. song, and you're just like, oh wow! So they just exactly got it off their chest. <laughs> yeah, we we always try to sneak like a quick one minute long song on the album. We always like that stuff. Like we're we're big fans of like bands like Lifetime and stuff that write fast songs like that. They're only a minute and a half anyway, so we wanted to do something like that. I mean, do you? I guess. Do you think it's con? Is it a conscious thought in the band that when you guys are writing music that you try to do something more than just like a song about a relationship or so? It's not just a song about growing up. It seems like the more we hear from handguns, the more you guys are trying to actually convey a message or a thought or at least make people have you know their own original thoughts. Like it seems like you're not just well, let's just write a like this is a catchy song, so let's put it on the album. It seems like you are consciously trying to put songs on the record that are you know influencing change in some way yeah man it's like you know especially with this album just like addressing the things that we addressed on it like we went in with like very specific or well taylor's mostly like went in with very specific things that he wanted to target like vocally and and with lyrics and stuff like that so and it was like i said like Life Lessons was written over the course of the year and had like stories from all over the like these stories from like not even just that year but like you know past memories and stuff like that but like with this album it was like the here and now and like the stuff that we were dealing with like in the immediate moment and it was just we, he knew what the songs were going to be about like we wrote most of them in the studio as we were writing the songs so as the as we heard the vibe of the song, like he knew what he wanted to do lyrically with it and vocally. And he worked really hard with Kyle to make sure it all matched up. So. No, man, that's great to hear because I think I don't like to like crap on the the genre as a whole. Cause I I feel like it's a great genre. There's a lot of big, great bands doing things, but there's like, there's a subsect of the genre that I think handguns all too often falls under. That is a lot of bands that have a lot of cool anthemic songs about, you know, growing up and embracing your youth and, you know, chasing your dreams and so on and so forth. And that's all good and great. But in terms of bands that actually have something to say beyond like live a good life and be good to people, it's a little bit, it's it's a little bit more niche. And I feel like you guys are, forging further and further down that path and i like it because i feel like that's what gives you that's what helps separate handguns i mean you guys have a great music but at the end of the day like you walk away from your music and you have like it makes you think about things more than just like i like how this feels right dude and that's you know that's a really really good way to put it you know um you know when when we walk away from this band eventually you know like as life continues on like you want to you want to feel like you did something with it and like we're at like a, a pivotal point. I feel like we're like, we're just a band in like a very weird time to be a band. And like, just in general, just, we just have a lot of things to say and we want to say them. And we were an aggressive band like musically. So we try to, to put it across and, you know, 
be an assertive band and say what we need to say in the way that we'd like to say it. You know, I so. I couldn't agree more, and I think you hit the nail on the head there a little bit because you know I was just talking to Mike from Penamento not too long ago, and he basically kind of said the same thing. Where he's like, "It's a weird. We're a band, a full time band, basically, in a time when it's weird to be a band, especially a band at like that level or even your level in handguns, where it's like." A lot of people know you and there's all this recognition and people will talk about your band and there are people tweeting about your band, but you're still, you aren't quite over the hump of like, this is the only thing I can do. I, I have, I have to focus on. Right. Exactly, man. And it's, and it's like, you know, we, we don't make money doing this. It's not like our, you know, it is our job and we do what we can to like, you know, get paid and stuff. But like, you know, we all have to work in between tours. We, we still have to like grind it out that way. And, you know, it's it is it is what it is you know you got to do what you got to do and like this is all we want to do and you know if we're if that's like the route we have to take like working between tours and like really having to bust our ass all the time you know the time in the studio that you have to make an album is just the most important thing i feel like so you want to go in with like everything you've got which i feel like we really did this time yeah, I, it really does kind of come across like you guys are definitely leaving it all in the studio as opposed to like some albums you walk away from, you're like, it's really good. I wish there was more. This I wish there was more, but I feel like you, you guys feel like you've said everything you need to say, at least on like these topics, like you've gotten it out there. Exactly. And like we, we, we've always been a band that likes putting out short releases. And like we've, we've just always been that band, like our releases pretty much hit 30 minutes every time. Like we say what we need to say in a short, concise punk record. And that's, that's like, that's what we want to do. And like, maybe, maybe our next record won't be like that. Maybe it'll be something different, but, uh, with Disenchanted, that's, that was our preconceived notion was we were going to go and we were going to write a fast, aggressive punk record. Now, do you, <laughs> Are you excited to have to to get to bring up all these things that are frustrating you for the next eighteen months while you're promoting this record, <laughs> over and over that's, and over? Again? Yeah, that's yeah, that's like the best part about it. It's like a therapy, you know what I mean? You get to you get to like finally get to play these songs we've never even played live before, and like really get those frustrations out. Which is like you know, playing live is one of my favorite things to do, and one of the best parts of being in a band because you get to get get it all out every day. You know, it's 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 cliche, and it sounds like you know everybody says that, but it's, it's my favorite part of being on tour is playing the shows, you know? Definitely. And like now we have all these new songs and all these new, this new stuff to say about these new songs and it'll be cool. Very excited. It's going to be a great tour from day one now. I'm very excited to play tonight. <laughs> like, you, you know, that? like, I mean, yeah. it's going to be cool. Did you guys not play anything new on Warped Tour? You probably didn't have anything done yet, did you? Or, I mean, completed. Nah, yeah, we, we, we were talking about maybe debuting a song on Warped, but I don't like debuting songs live. I don't think anybody else in the band does either. Because then you get that shitty YouTube video uploaded that just sounds like shit, and that's somebody's first time hearing a song, you know? Yeah, and true. That's that's just. I mean, if you're an amazing live band, like I know the 1975 just played five new songs off their record live, and it, it probably sounds fucking awesome. And like, I, I'm sure that that's how they wanted their fans to hear it. But like, you know, we just waited for the studio and uh, started dropping singles as soon as we got off Warped. Yeah, that was I know I do I do appreciate that approach. There's so many different ways to market an album these days, but you guys have definitely like a lot. You put a good like half the record out before the stream dropped. Like people got a feel for what was coming. Yeah, yeah, we streamed four singles and then the the whole album. You yes, know, quite right. a few days before the album comes out, so mm -hmm. we just wanted people to to hear it. You know, we we really wanted. We didn't mind having people hear the whole album before it came out, and like. Even when it leaked, like we were, all, we were all sitting around going, "Well, we stream it a few days anyway." You know what I mean? Like, whatever it leaks, it leaks. Like, we want people to hear it before they buy it anyway. So, truth, truth. We're excited. Well, okay. So, how many songs are you bringing out on the new tour? Or I guess how many have you practiced to play on the new tour? Uh, we practiced the four singles that we streamed, and then we've we practiced pretty much the whole album while we're like in the in the rigorous practice cycle, and. Uh, you know, uh, we we were talking about maybe whipping out another one. We'll see how it goes tonight and how the set was slows and stuff. Do you think we'll reach a point where where Handgun's album has the uh, the used to be stereotypical acoustic ballad song in the middle of it? That's what this whole album. I was like getting near the end. I was like, are we gonna have a slow one? No, no, nothing slow. Uh, no, <laughs> probably not. We tried that on the last album and we and we scratched the track. It sits on our iPods now. 
it's just not it's just not something you guys are no. it's just not where you guys are at i don't think really it's not what you do at least at this point yeah yeah i mean like you know you can write you know an acoustic song. i mean maybe it'll maybe like an acoustic ep would be cool like if you did it right you know it's just like all about the approach and like an acoustic song and especially the record you know especially disenchanted like it just didn't even really come to our minds and and actually uh conjuring our youth started off as a, a, an acoustic song that Taylor had written that we just turned into a, a full band song. So I guess that's the closest one you're going to get. <laughs> and it is, I mean, it's, you can't even really tell that it was once an acoustic song. Right. Yeah, exactly. But no, I, but I like that. And, you know, I think that that's the right way to go. I was just thinking about it last night. I was like, it is so strange that they don't really have, like so many bands have an amazing catalog that isn't acoustic, but they release that one acoustic song and it almost becomes the track that defines them to a lot of people exactly and i'm I scared get, of that happening there. yeah i can I was, that was gonna be my next question i was like i feel like that does happen and it's never intentional because it's always like here's a b-side that we just you know we thought we'd just push out there and then it's like moshi moshi for brand new and no one ever lets it go yeah it's i mean i mean i'm not scared of people liking music i guess like, <laughs> of it's course just weird to think of like your most pos- like your most popular song being like just like a like an acoustic b-side you put out but that definitely does happen more often than not it's weird yeah, I've noticed mean, that. It's weird, and it's weird how like it can bring in all these new fans who wouldn't give like it's 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 a the acoustic single is a weird thing. A weird. It is. Thing. It is. I agree. <laughs> but you know, some people pull it off well. I think, but it's just it, it definitely is like a. This could be our like big single that puts us on like Letterman that the only song people care about. <laughs> well, it's also weird. I think, like I said, it goes back to like the fact that you guys tend to have like something you're trying to convey through your music. And I think most acoustic right. songs are like a relationship that went awry. Most of them. Yeah. No. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, it's a weird thing. Music's weird. There's all, there's just all <laughs> music's this, weird. Like, I think that that know, might be the summary. Music's weird. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about it for sure. What uh you know we're getting to the end of the year. What's gonna make the Brandon Pagano or Handguns like best records of the year list? I know Kendrick is gonna be on your list. Yeah, um, <laughs> man, dude, I'm I'm really bad at like knowing what came out this year and what didn't like what came out last year that I think I'm the came same out way. this year. But <laughs> um, uh, one of your records great, obviously. Um, I'm trying to think that that. Uh, Fox King's new album's great. Uh, trying to think of like some Harris put out an album, I think. Yeah. I really or like maybe that. Maybe that was band. last year. Yeah, They're sick. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't think Menzinger's put out an album, but if they did, it would be. It's going to be on there. The best. Yeah. Um, it's a hard. To- it's uh, a hard question. I know, right? I want to start doing one of those Spotify playlists that I can just keep track of like. 2016 releases. I really should. Yeah, but I've listened. I've listened to a lot of a lot of different albums this year, and uh, but those that Foxing album and that uh, that one year's album really stick out to me. Good I, stuff. I've gotten into the habit of keeping um, notes on my iPhone. I have one for movies and one for music, so that when people ask me, I can like that's, pull it up. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. You just type in the search thing. That's a good idea. Yeah, start doing that. <laughs> I just keep a running list of like favorite albums of the year because I, I, you know, I just I just spoke at a college in Pennsylvania and like some student asked me in front of like a like a whole class of people and I was like I don't I don't even know what came out like I'm like you or I'm like I've been listening to albums that came out at the end of 2014 that like I just got to so I'm exactly <laughs> dude I'm, I'm I'm bad I'm always late on the albums I never listen to them when they first come out I, oh. usually when there's a band that we're touring with the first time I hear their new their new stuff is live and then I'll go and listen to the album. This is how it ends ends up being with a lot of bands for me. I like hearing it live before I hear it. like if I, if it's on the, if it's like a band that I'm actively like looking and like a fan of, like I'll try to go see them live before I listen to the new album. No, I I'm the same way. I think Rome's gonna be a great band. I I mean I wanna hear that album and I haven't and I like I wanna see them live just so I can hear some of that material. Yeah, man. I've personally never seen him live, so I'm excited to see him tonight. Have you cool. heard, did you hear the single, at least, with Matt from Set Your Goals? I did. Yeah, yeah it was sick. Uh, I really liked the music video. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's like it's like a Set Your Goals song. That's what I keep telling people. That's a weird way to sell that yeah. band, but it, it is. That, a, that, I'm all about it, man. Set Your Goals is badass, and anybody who takes influence is cool with me. Hopefully they do it well. And I think Rome does it well, so I'm stoked. 
So let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about goals. Let's talk about what you want. Like, what do you want to come of Disenchanted? Like, forget sales and like people liking the record. Like, what is your hope for the album? Um, I just hope that that people connect to it for the reasons that we wrote it. And I think people are because I think we were really it was like a blunt album. Like it wasn't like I mean it's up for interpretation. Obviously, every song you listen to is, but like. Upon first listening to the album, I feel like most people are going to be able to understand what each song is kind of tackling. It's not a, it's not like very metaphorical or very like, I don't know, just like kind of out there. It's very, very blunt music. And I feel like as long as people like understand where you're we coming from with writing these songs and like enjoy the music that we write to accommodate, you know, the lyrics to these songs that people are relating to, like, that's all I'm down with. Like, I, I just hope people enjoy what we can do because this is like something that we do for like us, you know? It's not like something we try to do for other people, but like, you know, we like what we like and we like the kind of music that we like and that influences what we write. And, you know, this pop punk is like cool. It's a, it's a cool genre to be in right now because it's doing pretty well and like bands are getting recognition and stuff. And like, it's just what we grew up on. And it's, but it's also like, you know, the record tackles like the frustrating side of like that world too. So like, if people can listen to it and really get like all these things that we were trying to say, like that's all I hope. And I feel like people are, especially with the reviews that we've been reading, like people are, people are getting the record and it's just a really cool feeling for the first time to like really connect to people on like that level. Do you feel like there are a lot of bands, um, do writing records like this right now where they're like kind of saying things more bluntly? I feel like there's an upswing in it, but I don't feel like we're at critical mass by any, you know what I mean? Well, I, I feel yeah, like I, I go ahead, do it. No, uh, there, there are just there are some bands that like I feel like we really can't like in, within the genre that like I feel like we really too like bands like Light Years, and then there are bands like I, I don't know. Just Light Years is a great example because they 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 play like this throwbacky kind of like pop on music, and 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 they're they're super blunt. So like that's a band that we really back, and like there's. But then there are bands, you know, like other bands, like Real Friends, who are doing this emo infused like pop punk thing that they do, and that's just, you know, pop punk is just like split into so many different things because I feel like it, it, it's it's kind of risen in popularity recently, like within the past, you know, ten or so years, like a lot of these bands are getting very popular, and and you know, just like we just want to cite that influence from the old school bands and. It's weird, man. It really like talking about pop punk is weird to me. It is in general. It is just because there's so much to it, and like I know so much more about it than like somebody who like just listens to it casually. You know what I mean? Because I think about it all the time. Like it's constantly something on on I have to talk about with like my bandmates and like managers, and so it's just like I I feel like I'm just rambling, and like pop punk is just pop punk. Oh, Everybody should be happy. <laughs> you know, I get the same way about it, man. It's weird. It's weird to talk about it because it is it is like a very big concept. And you're right. It's gotten like way bigger in the last few years. And now it's so niche and there are so many like avenues in it and subgenres and layers to the shit, right. as they say. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there are people calling bands that just are not pop punk bands. Pop punk. Yeah. You know, and it's like and you're like, I, I don't even know what it is anymore. But I, I, I really so many different kinds of I like to say it's the Haley Williams effect where it used to be like every female fronted band was Paramore and now like every every right. band with a catchy hook is a pop punk band. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much to a T. But like, you know, I'm, I'm down with it because like I've always, that's just, I've always called the kind of music that I listen to pop punk. So that's just what I, that's what we rep. <laughs> yeah, I could never define it for you. Like if you were like, offer me a definition of pop punk. I couldn't do that without just using examples of being like, well, this is pop punk. (laughs) This is what this looks like. Yeah. But like, this is like this kind of pop punk. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I appreciate that you have that kind of perspective on it because I definitely have spoken with people who feel like it is one thing. And I feel like handguns, especially the bands that you guys tend to tour with, you're usually on a tour that is like several different versions of pop punk. And it's, you know, a little bit of something for everybody. That's a good point, man. We we try, like we try our best to like like play whatever tour we can, and like you know we played with all different kinds of like you know 
pop punk band and like we don't give a sh- yeah we usually don't give a shit we'll just tour with whoever try to try to appeal to any mass people well you know what I, usually go ahead go ahead oh uh, yeah you can go ahead <laughs> no i was gonna kind of change it just ever so slightly i was just gonna say that you know something that what keeps me coming back to handguns i mean obviously you and i are friends and i like i love to support you whatever you do but like what keeps me coming back is i feel like you guys take it upon yourselves to be a band that has something to say and says something, but you don't feel like everyone else, you guys get that not every other band has to be your band where you're like, well, this is what we do, but you know, that doesn't mean that what this other band does is wrong. It's just, that's what they do. You know what I mean? And so, right. So yeah. There, that's, there a, that's a good point, man, because like I'll, I'll see in reviews, people will say things like, Oh, like they're, they're you know, you're just writing pop up music. They just keep doing the same kind of pop up music each record. They don't try to like grow as a, you know, as a band or whatever. But it's like, you know, we're we're not trying to step outside of our genre and like write another kind of music. You know what I mean? Like this is this is what we do. And like there are other bands within our genre that do the same thing and get po- you know they'll get popular because they put out a record that doesn't sound anything like their their first record and it's better and it's like a different kind of music. But like we think that we kind of like want to do this kind of music very well. And like, we just keep trying to do better each record. You know, that's just our approach to things. And like everybody can approach music differently. And I think that's what's really awesome about it. Like one of the coolest things about it is like, it's so open to do whatever you want. But uh, we like sticking to what works for us, you know? Well, I feel like that helps you guys also in developing like your fans and the kind of community that you surround yourselves with because you see you appear very confident in the message that you're saying you're selling in that, you know, this is who we are and I think it encourages other people to do the same because it doesn't come across as this is who we are, are you like us? It's more like this is who we are, find a way to be yourselves. That's yeah, dude. Wow, that was deep. I like that. I'm gonna put that on the album, <laughs> like on the sticker. <laughs> yeah, what a long, what a big sticker that would have to be. <laughs> yeah, no, perfect. Hell yeah. But I mean, no, but yeah, man, you hit the nail on the head, though. That's why, like, I wrote that piece about the band, and I, I kind of, I didn't say it, but I drew a connection to like how I felt about the Wonder Years album to how I feel about the Handguns album, and I feel like it's, it's a similar. You guys are not the same band at all, but. The, like I don't know, like the ethos of that band in a way are kind of similar where it's like Soupy Dan's telling his story in hopes of making other people aware that their story is just as interesting and just as compelling as whatever he has to say. And I feel like I get, exactly that's kind of what you guys are doing where you're like, this is what frustrates us and it's okay if you feel this way, but if something else does, like get it off your chest because that's what you have to do. Right. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, and, and that's the whole thing. Like, people are getting it. Like, we put out this album, people listen to it, and people understand. And, like, you understood. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, these, these other people who have read the reviews, they understand. And, like, it's just cool. Hopefully it gets around and people are able to hear it. Like, they all, you know, if you share the same frustrations, you know, come out to a fucking hangout show. Yeah, that's some fun. <laughs> <laughs> You know? I love that. I love it just because... Everyone that knows your band, you're not like an angry band, but it is a place where you, this album is so much about venting frustrations. I feel like the shows are going to get crazier as you get more of this material into your sets. Dude, I can only hope. That'd be <laughs> awesome. I mean, there's always going to be the our, staples, but yeah. Yeah, no, our, our shows are pretty pretty cool to begin with, so if they get more crazy, I'm all about it. <laughs> I like it. I, our fans are cool, man. They are. They do. I mean, I've never met one that I, I don't like, and I like that I, I meet a wide range of them. I've met Handguns fans that are older than me, and I'm almost 28 later this month, and then I meet a lot that are younger, obviously. And like, Yeah, man. That kind of spread across the 20s is very unusual. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, you know, they're, they're the old heads, man, that, that, that loved this band years before I even joined, and then there are people who saw us out on the all-time low tour, you know, last year who are now like diehard fans and have all our albums and stuff like that. Like it's, it's handguns has had a very interesting trip and you know, it's cool to be a part of it because it's very unconventional. I feel like or it has been just for everybody in the band. And like, you know, that, and it's cool because that, you know, we've met all these awesome people who have like accepted us just because like they were old fans and they liked the band and they accept you as the new members or whatever, or like you meet all these new people, like, we just have really cool fans, and they, they they appreciate us for what we are. It's awesome. Well, has to- yeah, you know, I give I give a fan every every right to like question a band once it loses all of its original members. Wow, like, original members no doubt. But True. like, if you stick with us, like, I really respect that. And like, 
our fans know that we respect them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it's pretty amazing. It has to feel good to feel like you can be yourselves and not like, oh, we have to meet whatever their expectations are. Like they're just expecting you to be yourselves. Right. And it's cool to have that understanding with your fan base. Mm. I, I, because, bet you, I bet you couldn't explain how you did it. <laughs> no, dude, it's, such a, it's so long. It's, I could do like a I could do like a fifteen hour podcast about like the backstory. Of I know again. that's that's the third episode for us. Is we just we work we're, through it. Yeah, we were talking about doing a handgun yearbook with all of our past members, which we we could probably do like a full yearbook. <laughs> That'd be amazing. And like, but like you know, it's cool because like we're still tight with everybody. Like, like we came up with this idea with people who used to be in our band. Like, where everybody handguns is like a collective of human beings. It's insane. Yeah, but it's fun. No, and I think that that's kind of what makes it so incredible is that, like I said, it goes back to that community aspect. Even the people that kind of leave the band end up, you know, still being like, "But I believe in what you're doing." You know what I mean? It's right. That's really yeah, that's they're, rare. They're still our our best friends. You know, it's crazy. Definitely. Well, man, I appreciate that we had this time to talk about this record. I, it's funny that people get excited about having you on the show, and I, I like it just because it means that they enjoy the last episode. I hope that we like top it. I feel like we have to do that now with our podcasts. Yeah, dude. We have each, to like go above and beyond. I know we gotta like have but more interesting things happen. So like we gotta wait until something more interesting happens to you to get you back on the show. So it probably won't be until like at uh, least hopefully, next summer. Hopefully that happens soon. I'm always down for interesting things. <laughs> well, I know that you guys are still getting your 2016 together, and I'm sure that you'll have something happen before summer that'll give us oh. a chance to catch up. Oh yes. Oh yeah. I'm 100 percent sure we'll make <laughs> something happen. Yeah. I hope that the handgun story gets told in full. The yearbook sounds awesome. If nothing else, I mean, be a, you can do one of the band docs eventually. It seems to be a thing. More and we'll more do, often. Yeah. I want to include them with like the next pre-order. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I really like the band doc thing, and it's it's really affordable now to do that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I like right. that. It's so, so the tour starts tonight. It's are all four bands on every date, or are the two are the support acts switch off? Uh, um, yeah, uh, the the tour for the full U.S. is going to be just us, Rome, Broadside, and some suspension. And Broadside has to drop the last three days of the tour uh, to top on another tour. So we have Casey Bullis coming out with us, who's another uh, pure noise artist, and. Uh, but that's the only swap that we do. And then, uh, yeah, every night. And then we, I think we're doing uh, a local or two a day. So usually, uh, hopefully it'd be a pretty short show. Doesn't have to go too late and, uh, everybody will hang out and have a good time. And people need to get there early because broadside and Southern suspension are great bands. Oh yeah. I'm very excited. This is a very talented tour, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. And like, I think it's a, I think it's bands that we know pretty well. Like we've known broadside for years. Uh, we you know we we know sudden super, we're super close to sudden suspension, and uh, yeah we we really like both those bands. It's just a good bill for good people. Yeah, both those bands feel like uh, they could. I mean, all these bands, you guys included, obviously. I don't want to toot your own horn too much, but I feel like all those bands are gear, are poised to have a really big bigger 2016, especially sudden suspension, Rome bands that are really still kind of getting their names here stateside. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's cool to be on the tour with everybody. You know, I think, it, like you said, it's a good match of, of bands, and yeah. a lot of bands are that are on the same level, and we're all we're all in this together. You know what I mean? We're uh-huh. all at the same point. Yeah. And tickets are on sale for all shows now. I assume on this tour. Uh, yes. So people can get and, those. Handguns band. Handgunsband.com. All right, and then uh, are all the socials at handxguns? Is that all the socials? Uh, I wish, man. Our <laughs> socials are all over the place. I forgot. Uh, the I forgot. Twitter is Handex Guns, and then the uh, the twi- the uh, the Instagram is Handguns underscore Band, and uh, those are the two that you should follow. And then we also have a Snapchat that we use uh, pretty regularly. Your actually. Snapchat and makes that's me laugh. That. That's pretty funny. And that yeah, the Snapchat is Handguns X Band. We usually try to post our socials pretty regularly because we know they're all over the place. <laughs> and people can find you you're at Brandon Pagano if they can't spell it they can google it yes it at Brandon Pagano <laughs> find me find me on the socials yeah on the socials uh, yeah yeah socials <laughs> I've memorized yours and Taylor's because I've used it so many times in the last couple of weeks I've like got those two down but the band I always mix up with depending on what I'm on yeah just how it they is. got some weird ones going on <laughs> they got some weirdos well I'm excited but to yeah, see it's all... go ahead man <laughs> Uh, I said all of our all of our twitters are on our uh, 
on our, our hanging sphere. So if you're looking for any of the personals, you can find those there too. Well, I'm excited to see how people really react to the album. Disenchanted is out this this Friday. What is what is the date this Friday? I totally just blew uh, Friday, Friday the 13th. Oh, damn. Okay. Yes. Friday the Classic. 13th. Yeah, so you should go buy the new Handguns album. And I, it was just you know before you think about getting the Justin Bieber or the One Direction album that come out this week, by far. Which I, which I which I recommend both of still. I do too. I listen. I've heard all of them, <laughs> and they're all fantastic in their yes. own way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm all about it, actually. Yeah. Didn't think I would be, but I'm all about it. Dude, yeah, that One Direction album is like all live instrumentation. It's weird. <laughs> I know, dude. The, the the big single is 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 my jam. Yeah, comes yeah. on. I'm all about it. <laughs> that maybe that should have been what we talked about for most of this podcast because I that's a whole another like avenue. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I'm always down. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like that'll be an upcoming piece I write, like uh, in defense of guys who like One Direction. But it happens. It does. It's good pop. Yeah, oh, music. oh yeah, I, I didn't expect it to happen, but I, I'm I'm all aboard, man. My I read a review this morning by some one of the alternative writers who said about the One Direction album that they were like, I like this band when bands in punk, pop punk cover their songs, and I was like, well, then you like the band. You like the one. You like the boy band. You just don't want to admit it. Yeah, it means you like the song. The song's a good song, and you're just being a nerd. Yeah, you're just being a dork. Stop it. Yeah, stop it and embrace exactly. it. It's okay to like Harry Styles. It's okay. Yeah, dude, it is. Okay, it is. The voice. Well, dude, I, I I appreciate you coming back on the show and chatting with me. It's always fun. We have a lot of fun. Oh, always, man. Always a blast. What song from the album should we use in this episode? I need a sound. I need. We need an intro song. You're right. Carbon copy elitist. All right, we can almost play the whole song. <laughs> we'll cut <laughs> we'll out the skit. That. We'll cut out the skit, and it'll Are be we... good. Okay, sounds good. All right, man. Who is? Wait, but real quick, just as a bonus, who is the who is the voices on the skit? The voicing is just Taylor and CJ, our bass player. I love singer. it. They make me laugh. They're yeah. funny. They're they're funny. They're <laughs> funny. We we want to do more skits with uh, with Smokey and Keith. That's their names, the two Smoking characters we Keith. use. I like that. That should be Smoking who runs. Keith. You should have a podcast that's just them. That's what I do. The podcast, a Smoking or a Smoking Keith podcast would be banging. I think. Yeah, I think kids would like it. Quick updates about like as if they were on the road with you guys, but they aren't in the band. They're just giving updates about being on the road. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what we're saying. Yeah, Yo, you know what? If you think it's a good idea, maybe we should do it. Just try it. Maybe we'll it. set it up. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Not enough bands have podcasts. I agree. I like I like band podcasts. Man of had a really good one for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get I get it. It's hard. It's hard when you're on the road. But something silly like that, you could do all the time. That's true. All right, man. Well, I'll let you get. I'll let you get to it. Uh, I might see you tonight at the show. I'm gonna try to swing in and see you guys. So I wish you luck no matter yeah. what. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. All right. Let me know too. if you're coming out, man. All right. I'll talk to you soon, man. Sounds good, dude. Right, Thank you very much.